I maintain that is one of the best intros to any rock song on the planet in history. I love the intro from ACDC. Thank you very much, Scotty. Great tune. So ACDC starts the show. That means that Jamie's away for one more day. He is back tomorrow. Uh, I am in Los Angeles, California. And I got to think in my 30 plus years of coming to Southern California, this is the first time I've been in Los Angeles where it has rained like this, where it's actually even rained. When I come to Southern California from Anaheim to, to LA, it usually it's, uh, it's sunny California, but it, it poured this morning. Last night, um, were, uh, the Sharks were playing the Kings today. So last night, about 11 o'clock last night, there, there is explosions going off. First, you think it's a fireworks. Why? Don't know. But then it, it, a big boom and then another big boom and then more fireworks. And then it wasn't even fireworks. It sounded like, it sounded like bombs going off. It sounded like explosions going off. And it was long and it was loud. And it was on the other side of the hotel. I couldn't see where it was from my view, my vantage point, but you could see the lights flashing in the sky. But there's no sirens going. There's no, nobody running, nobody, you know, wondering what's going on. Uh, apparently, just a few blocks away, uh, a movie was being made and they had their big uh, explosion scene. <laughs> so one of the things you run into in California, one of the things you run into in Hollywood is sometimes you walk by movie sets and they, you, you have to go for blocks. But yeah, it was uh, sounded like L.A. was under attack, but uh, they weren't. They were just making a movie. Sounds like it was an extreme, extreme uh, action flick. Welcome to the show. It is the Green Zone, one 877 I am Drew Amanda. Jamie and I will be back tomorrow. Lots to get to today. What a weekend of football. The, the only game that wasn't entertaining, to, so to speak, but it was entertaining as far as watching Lamar Jackson goes, it was the Ravens versus the Texans, Baltimore versus Houston, 34-10. Those are things that kind of kicked things off for the weekend. The 49ers and the Packers. The 49ers come through at the end. It was not a wonderful performance from the 49ers. It was a darn good performance until pretty much the last throw by Jordan Love from the Pack. Debo Samuels got hurt. That will be interesting moving forward as the, the 49ers will take on the Detroit Beat the Bucks 31-23. We're going to bring you a little bit later Dan Campbell who has been amazing since he got to the Detroit Lions and building this team up. This, this post-game speech is what you want to hear when you talk about belief system, when you talk about belief in your players. Uh, Dan Campbell, very emotional guy, and his talk at the end of the game was terrific. And then the, the headliner last night, so to speak, the Chiefs, Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and the Buffalo Bills running it back again. And everybody said, just wait. If you can get the Chiefs on Buffalo Bills turf, then we'll see what happens. Well, we saw what happens, and what happened was wide right. What happened was Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs win again. What happens was Kelsey had a game, finally, after about five, six weeks where he was, eh. 
And we will have a conversation today. In fact, pretty much to start off the show, is Josh Allen a great quarterback? Because that argument has been ongoing all day down in the, in the United States on ESPN and every other place you can look at when it comes to talking sports, which they love for a football weekend. And Ryan Clark, who's a former player in the NFL, who's on ESPN, had a great line today. And I, I and one of the things Ryan Clark has always talked about on the program that he's on, he's on Get Up and he's on First Take. And one of the things he's always talked about is the media and the experts in the media, guys like Dan Orlovsky, who played quarterback, Rex Ryan, who is coach, talking and how they always, everybody defends Josh Allen. Everybody defends Josh as a great, he's a great quarterback. And if it wasn't for wide right, if it wasn't for the drops, if it wasn't for this, it wasn't for that, then he would be, he would be beating Patrick Mahomes. Ryan Clark brought up a couple of good points. Number one, well, he hasn't beat him in the regular season, hasn't beat him in the playoffs. But then Ryan Clark said this, and I love this line. Do you know what the greats are? The greats are the reason their team wins. one 332 8255 So we're talking a lot of football today, but we're also talking some hockey. Let me give you a lineup of what's going on on the program today. Three From, from the first hour, we're just going to talk. We're going to talk about football. We're going to talk about the weekend. We're going to talk about a few other things that are going on. And... Um, then we're going to get to 305. Gene Principe, Sportsnet. Oilers run their winning streak to 13 games. When do we stop calling it a streak? And maybe just this is the way they are. This is the way that we all expected them to be from the start of the season. They didn't get that. Didn't get going like that. Their head wasn't in the right space. It is now. So when do we stop calling it a streak and just say this is expected? But they also made an unexpected move in signing Corey Perry. Certain Hall of Famer, once he retires from playing, he, of course, had the incident in Chicago. He was brought into Chicago to help mentor Connor Bedard. Uh, didn't go that well. Something happened with a team employee and Corey Perry. Corey Perry uh, basically said it was because of his alcohol problem and his mental health issues. He is seeking help and getting help in that. His contract was waived and then terminated. And now the Oilers have picked him up. Now, we'll talk to Gene about that. And interesting bringing in a guy when you are rolling so well right now. Interesting guy like Corey Perry. Not like Corey Perry. Bringing in Corey Perry. So we'll talk to Gene about that. 335, we got the fan free for all as usual. Football at four. Britton Gray is going to step in. We're going to talk to Brett Lothar. Brett signs the three-year deal. You just heard him on the, on the news on Rolco Radio. And we're going to talk about the, uh, winter classic charity hockey game that the Rough Riders put on. Great event. News today. Ryan Getzlaff will join. Brett Lothar will be playing in that and also talk about his coming back to the team for three years, how much he believes in the team. But I also want to talk to him about the mentality of kickers. 
as uh, we saw it yesterday. I can't remember the kicker's name from the pack, but <laughs> um, Coach Lafleur from the pack was asked about when he sends his kicker out, what does he do? And he goes, basically, I just pray. <laughs> That's not, that is not uh, a belief in your kickers, in your players. At 435, dropping the gloves, Scott Housen, AHL commissioner, American Hockey League commissioner, will join us. The AHL All-Star Games coming up. We're going to get updated on that league from Scott. Scott's a good man, was uh, in Columbus as general manager, was with the uh, – Edmonton Oilers assistant general manager has taken over the American Hockey League, and that league is growing. 32 teams now in the American Hockey League. A lot of good players from Saskatchewan in that league, trying to make it to the National Hockey League, the top developmental league in uh, the uh, in North America. And then Belton Johnson at 505. You know how much Belton loves talking about kickers. We'll talk about that, but we'll also talk about the quarterback matchups coming up because I think the quarterback matchups are extremely interesting and the other thing that we are going to talk about too we talk about quarterback matchups jared goff if you're looking at jared goff there's so two motions yesterday watching football one cheering for both quarterbacks baker mayfield and jared goff two guys who were looking for the next level right the next step and not a great throw from Baker at the end, but a heck, it was actually a heck of an interception. But Jared Goff, who was pushed out of Los Angeles, L.A. wins the Super Bowl. Jared Goff is the forgotten man. Many thinking he's just not that. He's just not that good. He can't get it done. And now he's two wins away from claiming a Super Bowl of his own. So it was a neat kind of redemption, even though he didn't really need redemption. He's a he's a Bay Area boy. He's going to go back to the Bay Area to try to beat the 49ers to get to the next step. So lots to talk about as well on the Green Zone when it comes to football. one 332 8255 That is the phone line. That is also, cleverly, the text line as well. You're listening to the Green Zone, 650 CKOM, 980 CJME. Welcome back to the program. one 332 8255 is the phone number. It's also the text line. Of course, when I, when I host, I welcome your mean texts. I welcome your honest critiques of the program. Angry Pens fan right away gets in. Drew Remenda, face for radio, check. Voice for radio, no. At least you have one of them, eh? Yes. Yes. I would say my I have uh, golden, golden tones. I have the voice of an angel, but uh, obviously... Angry Pens fans uh, disagree. Uh, Brad texts in when I when we started the show. Scotty plays "If You Want Blood," ACDC. Great tune. I love the intro, the uh, intro to that song. That song rocks on the intro. Fantastic. I think it's one of the best intros ever. I said the best. Brad says, "Hey Drew, give a listen. The Zoo by the Scorpions is the best. Uh, it is actually pretty good. I just I just listened to it, Brad. That's a that's a pretty that's a pretty strong entry." Hard, heavy metal guitar to start off, and then it kind of gets funky after when it starts getting right in the song. So, well played. one 332 Jeez, I had a little trouble there for a second. Um, let's, uh, let's talk about the game last night. The games yesterday, or in the weekend, I should say. And what it shapes up to look like 
with, first of all, the matchups going into this weekend. Mahomes versus Jackson. Lamar Jackson, favorite for the MVP, Mahomes. Now, Chad from Esther Hazy called in uh, last week and we talked about um, and Chad, I, I really appreciate Chad's knowledge about football, especially um, when he looks at the, just the, the facts when it comes to numbers. Um, but Lamar Jackson has, he played a good game. Now, the Texans were overmatched by a very good team. I mean, the, that Baltimore defense is scary. But then Patrick Mahomes comes in to a freezing tundra that was Buffalo and Orchard Park. And they finally... Had Travis Kelsey bust out two touchdowns, 75 yards in receiving. He hadn't been doing much the last few weeks. He said it himself on his podcast with his brother. And he had a game. But it always comes down to Patrick making the plays. And then we'll get into the talk regarding the comparison between Josh Allen. The Now, in, in that matchup, you've got... Patrick Mahomes, who was drafted 10th overall in 2017 versus Lamar Jackson, who was 32nd overall in 2018. And then you got the number one pick in 2016, Jared Goff, who, as we talked about, was jettisoned from the Los Angeles Rams. Rams get Stafford. Goff is discarded. And now Goff plays Brock Purdy 262nd in 2022. So, Top draft choices versus a guy that was Mr. Relevant. And I got to tell you, from being in the Bay Area and being a, a bit of a Niner fan, yeah, I guess I am a Niner fan because, you know, I love Montana. I love Steve Young. Got to meet Steve Young a couple times. But I'm worried. If I'm a Niner fan, I'm worried about this matchup against the Detroit Lions. Let's get to the one-minute drill. Welcome back to the program. Coming up, fan free for all 335. Gene Principe at 305. We've got a big show of guests today. Hope you stay with us for as much as you can, for as much as you enjoy the program. Enjoy the program for the guests and the text. We get some great text coming in. Uh, this is uh, my bud Ivan from Saskatoon. Hey, Drew, relax, buddy, and down some decaf. Goff's okay. Allen's a better runner than Mahomes. And <laughs> shoot all kickers within 50 miles of Buffalo, please. <laughs> wow, that's drastic. Here's a good poll question, and this is uh, from Pat. It says, hey, Grandpa, here's a poll question for you. Which brother did it better supporting his brother in a playoff game? Brady Kachuk cheering on Matt in Calgary or Jason Kelsey last night with no shirt on in Buffalo? one 877 And we got a couple other ones uh, I want to get to as well. But first, let's go to the phones. Let's go to our friend. Chad in Esther Hazy brings in some expert knowledge when it comes to the NFL playoffs. Chad, what did you well, think of the weekend? Well, before we get going, I have to apologize to all the people that listen to me because, uh, you know, one and three on which way I was leaning on all the games. So if the people were following my leans, they uh, were not very <laughs> profitable this weekend. But the Chiefs, well, we like that. Um. Yeah, I was saying we got cut off on Friday. We're talking like yeah. if, if they don't win now, if if, if Josh Allen doesn't beat them now, then when? Because the Chiefs aren't going to get weaker with all those kids on defense. It, well, that's exactly what. Sorry, that's exactly what was 
what was talked about. And even Tony Romo sent out a tweet that said, it, you can't run it back because you're only going to get older and everybody else is going to get better. Yeah, like this is the year two of the year two of the rebuild. The Chiefs are in rebuild mode. You look like since Tyreek's gone in that. The last year they were the youngest, def- the, the most snaps by rookies. This year they're the youngest defense, second youngest team to the to the Green Bay Packers. So, and Mahomes is a goat. And yeah, anyways, the everybody. So anyways, I'm sorry. The one point I get that game like. You guys are going to get on this kicker about missing that field goal. There's still a minute 40 left. Like everybody in the back, even the deepest Bill fan knows a buck 40 left. Mahomes only needs a field goal. You guys were cooked anyways. There is zero <laughs> chance he wasn't good. You telling me like you watched the game? They punted once the whole game, the Chiefs. You tell yeah. me you don't think the Chiefs can drive it 40 yards, get in the field goal range, win that game with two timeouts and a buck 40 left? Like, uh, all I was figuring out when they hit that field goal is how much will the sports book let me bet that Mahomes comes down and wins. <laughs> <laughs> so, so don't blame the kicker. You guys were cooked anyways. And that's what's in their heads. That's, uh, I've seen Colin Coward made a good point. The, the Bills are driving down down late, and you can tell their, their play call. They're like running Cook into the line trying to kill time. Like Patrick Mahomes is in their head even when they're on offense. He, he, he owns them. Like, That's, but to me, that to me, the, the key play is obviously the third and nine call, where he's got Stefan under underneath. Even though Steph was yeah. non-existent that game, and he goes for Shakir in the end zone, and it wasn't he, he gets bumped. It wasn't a great throw. That that to me was probably the play of the game, was it not? Yeah, probably, but it's, they were only in that position because. Uh, of fortuitous breaks, the fumble on the one yard line. Yeah. The, the fumble by Josh trying to put the cape on and then fumbling the ball. They're lucky Houston get, like, go back and like really watch the game. And I think that the, the Buffalo is actually fortunate to only be down three with a couple minutes left. It could have been, uh, yeah. 10, 10, 10 points or more lead. Like if they don't think- fumble at the one and they score a touchdown there, that's, it's game over. They don't even have a chance to come back. My Thanks, Chad. I got it. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. Thank you. I appreciate it. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. Well, when you're putting money down, when you're when you're betting, it's you know, it's it's the accumulation uh, more than anything. It's um, it's not uh, it's not one moment. So let's go to David in Regina. David, I think you agree with. Uh, well, I agree with you, and so do my sons. Uh, what did you think of UFC 297, which I was looking forward to uh, after I recorded it and came home and watched it? But um, your thoughts? I thought it was ex- I, drew, I thought it was extremely boring, other than the main event. But uh, right. and they were they seemed like they were fighting not to lose instead of well, trying to win. You know exactly. Like pretty much every like almost every fighter, and even um, uh, sorry, now I forgot his name. The kid from uh, kid from Canada who was beating Magny, and then... Yes, he was winning, yeah. Marlott? Yeah, yeah, Mar- Marlott, yeah, he just... Matt Love, he just... You think he just ran out of gas? Yeah, he was trying to finish too fast, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, so, and the same as the the co-main, it was like, like, what yeah. were you doing? You, you were wrestling when you could have just stood and kept, you know... And, and her corner, her corner was, her corner was screaming at her to stop clinching. Stop yeah. clinching. You piece, you piece her up, yeah. and then you stop clinching. Let me ask you a question, though, because I've been wondering about this about the UFC for a while. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, one of the reasons I loved, I fell in love with it, because they had stars. They had guys that were stars, from Couture to Lydell to 
to George St. Pierre, even Matt Hughes was exactly. a star. I mean, you, you know, so when, when you look at it now, are we lacking the stars in the UFC? Definitely. There's definitely other than Strickland, who, who's a real right. character. I love yeah. that guy. Yeah. I don't care what he yeah. says. I love him, <laughs> but you need more of that. Yeah, exactly. You don't have it anymore. Yeah. People just don't get, like right. used to we don't have like those, that. we don't have those blockbuster guys out there anymore, do we? No, no, um, no, but, but, but just, it's like the fighters you think, Oh, this is the best fighter ever. Just when you think nobody's going to beat them, someone comes along and beats them. So I think that will happen eventually with another star. Someone will come yeah. along that everyone loves it. Like Ian Gary was on his way, but he, he screwed that up by being a jerk. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> you got that right. Hey, anytime you want to talk UFC, buddy, make sure you give me a call. I love it. I appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good day. Thanks, buddy. You too. one 332 8255 Let's go to Brent in Regina as we're getting a, a head start on uh, the fan free-for-all. Brent, uh, what are you looking at at the, uh, the weekend of football? What's struck you more than anything well you know i'm just getting a little tired of uh one-sided officiating on kc the pass interference in the fourth quarter that they called was no pass interference what a force kc to punt and uh who knows what buffalo would have done from there not to mention the missed uh, pass interference they didn't call that would have went buffalo's with it just now, seems like the officiating the officiating seems to go mahomes way no matter what, every time he cries to the referees. Well, it's interesting you say that because all year we have seen calls um, favor, and it's Kansas City's certainly been one of those teams. They are the defending champs. They are one of the best teams in the league, and referees will. And they don't do it because they're, they do it because they're human. They don't do it because there's some alternative thought out there. Is that they tend to favor the better team, right? They tend to favor the team that's been winning a lot of games. You see it in the NHL all the time. It, uh, it just it just happens, but there's been a litany of of times when uh, Kansas City has got the benefit of the call. But then there's been a couple other this year that where they where they haven't got the benefit of the call. But mostly, you're right. People have been complaining about the let me put it in quotation marks script of the the National Football League. Overall, though, hasn't 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 the refing this year? I thought it's been better in the playoffs, but the refing this year in the in the NFL, it seemed like every play we got flags flying all over the place. Well, it's funny. It's funny you say that on your your earlier comment. Yeah, it's been interesting. I guess we'll see if the uh, if the NFL dictates with their colors in their playoff or uh, Super Bowl logo. <laughs> I guess we got another weekend to find that out. But yes, yeah. the officiating has been ferocious. It's almost like watching a CFL game. Every whistle there's a flag. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about the colors. So the colors are so it's supposed to be it's going to be Baltimore and um, the Niners, right? Isn't that Some, the, the colors are? Somebody's yeah, purple and red. Somebody purple, right. somebody red. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. Now, if you don't know what that means, is uh, now I don't know how long it goes back, but the colors in the Super Bowl logo put out by the National Football League have actually matched up to the past few seasons with the teams that are in the Super Bowl. This season's colors on the NFL uh, advert Super Bowl logo is purple and red. So that would mean um, from the from the NFC side, 
Well, there's no purple in either team, but there is red with the San Francisco 49ers. Now, there's red on the other side, of course, with the Kansas City Chiefs and the AFC, but the big purple is Baltimore. So that's the script writers working again overtime in the National Football League. We'll be back. one 332 8255 Got some more of your texts I want to get to. Good stuff. Keep them coming in, gang. We appreciate it. I love your calls on the Green Zone. 650 CKM and 980 CGME. one 332 8255 is the text line. Uh, Kelly and Regina talking about the NFL and their scripting of things. They did it last weekend as well, Drew. Can you tell me why the NFL makes a team play at night outside in the cold, but the indoor team play inside at 2 p.m.? It makes no sense. Play the outdoor games at 2 in the afternoon, not 6 at night. It might possibly be warmer. <laughs> um, yeah, you're right, Kelly. I'll tell you one thing. It's easy. I can do it in one word. Ratings. They want that uh, that top marquee game in the evening because more people are watching in the evening. It's all about ratings, period. And when you, when you look at wonder about scheduling in pretty much any league, anywhere, and wonder, why would they do that? Because common sense dictates doing the exact opposite. It comes down to that word. It comes down to ratings. one 332 8255 Just a reminder, after the news, Gene Principe from the Edmonton Oilers. Sportsnet coverage comes in. Quite possibly the nicest man, not just on TV, but probably the nicest man I've ever met in my life. Gene Principe is, he's awesome. Just an awesome dude. Um, so the question is, Josh Allen, will he ever get over Mahomes and the Chiefs? He played a terrific game yesterday. He did. He's played a terrific game against Mahomes Pretty much every time. His season was up and down this year because he gave the ball away so many times. But then when they needed him, he was there. The last few few weekends, he's been terrific, fantastic, perfect. There was one play yesterday, third and nine, uh, the last throw with two minutes left. Goes for the end zone. He's got digs underneath. If he throws to digs, checks off the long ball, he's – you, you've definitely got the first down, but he goes for the he goes for the the end zone, gets hit a little bit, so he doesn't get everything he wants on the ball. That's the throw that everybody's talking about. That's the difference between a really good quarterback and a great quarterback, according to the experts down here. I've been watching all day. He's lost three times to Mahomes. He's beat him three times in the regular season, but he's lost three times to Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs in the playoffs. Now, to put it all on, I'm not blaming, I'm not blaming him for the loss, not at all. But it does make you wonder, as Chad said it, and Tony Romo t- tweeted or X'd it out yesterday, and many people are talking about it. What do you do moving forward if you're the Buffalo Bills? One of the, one of the things that they had, they had three major drops, one, a couple of huge drops. So, Stephon Diggs, the number one receiver, more than 5,000 yards and 37 touchdowns since he joined Buffalo four seasons ago. He and Allen have been one of the most prolific one-two punches in the league, quarterback receiver. 
And he has been that the, the, the Buffalo Bills and their offense have been so tough to play against. But everybody's talking about his game. And his game was not very good. He had three catches, but I th- it, was, it was for under 30 yards. But the one play, it was first and 10. And it was from the Buffalo 10. And for the 20, I should say. And Josh Allen unleashes unleashes a beautifully thrown ball. Beautifully thrown ball. Diggs has got separation. He's going to come up with this. Nine times out of, I'm sorry, 99 times out of 100, he comes up with it. 999 times out of 1,000, he comes up with it. He jumps up to get it, right through his arms, right through his hands. And maybe that's why Josh didn't go to him in that route underneath as well. But the receivers had three big drops. It's not just one guy. It's not just on the kicker. It's not just on Josh. But great teams deliver in the big moments, in the critical moments. And Buffalo hasn't been able to do that. 